Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience podcast. I'm sore, y'all. Um, as I told you on the last episode, uh, shout out to my fraternity brother, my good brother, Coach Law. We're going to call him Law, Coach Law. I started the fitness program, so I am Team Outlaw, and I am Team Sore as hell right now, but I am feeling great, and I want to shout you out. Those of you who support the show, those of you who like, share, and subscribe, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you did not check out our Instagram, check out the Instagram page, FME underscore podcast. I put up a little sneak peek. I put out a reel, a sneak peek of the website. We are hoping to launch the website on July 1. We got to do some more tweaks and some more edits, but I wanted to give you all a little snippet. That way I can bring all of you together in one place you know, and share some, you know, more cool things with you, you know, on my own platform, because I'm about that ownership life. However, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today. Hey, it's been a while since we've had a guest. I know, I know, I know, I know. But man, this one right here, we've been chopping it up. And I already know this is going to be a great episode. And I'm not even going to delay this any further ladies and gentlemen we have entertainment entrepreneur actor director producer and artist manager mr george blamu brother thanks for having me on thanks for pronouncing my name right too on the first try <laughs> people don't be doing that too often <laughs> but thanks for having me bro my name is Oh, no problem, man. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule, you know, to do the show and to sh share your experiences with our audience. Of course, my brother. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. First question. Got to knock this one out the park. I always come heavy with the first question. Who is George A. Blamu? George A. Blamu is an entertainment entrepreneur who uses his experiences to inspire others. How's that elevator pitch? Like that. <laughs> I'm stealing that. Yes. Yes. That that was excellent. That was excellent. Um, so I really wanna I like to start at the beginning, right? So you put something in your questionnaire that really it really surprised me, especially looking at what you do every day. So you said uh, you were mute until you were four. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> like, you didn't <laughs> say nothing? So, like, like, literally like that. So, like, growing up, honestly, in preschool, obviously I couldn't really speak. So, like, they thought, teachers thought I was, like, joking. I mm -hmm. went to, like, oh school with like old Portuguese nuns in North New Jersey. They were not having it. They were like, you gonna speak. The Lord gonna make you speak. The Lord? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I like I was I was like I I, I got like abused. Like my one of the nuns actually like kicked me. What? And, yeah, I couldn't like tell like enunciate it to my mom. So I had to literally like showcase it and act out everything. Wow. So it's funny. That's how, like, literally I learned to communicate. And then 
I started speaking, I would say like once I got into like, obviously like kindergarten, late kindergarten, but now like the way I was speaking was slow, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to learn more than other kids. So I, I went to extra school and whatnot. And now I'm here, you know, I'm blessed. Yes, man. Yes. That's, that's amazing. Sheesh. Now you just mentioned something that ties into my next question. You grew up in New Jersey. Now I spent my I spent middle school through high school in Philly. So I know about that city life, man. What was growing up in New Jersey like for you? We didn't say John's like you. <laughs> <laughs> we said cats and then my son, but besides honestly, I'm so grateful for growing up where I did because I grew up in a melting pot. To the right of me, I had Newark, I had Irvington, I had Orange, and then yep. up north, I had Short Hills, Livingston, um, West Orange. Um, so I was able to learn how to be myself with my people, but also understand how I had to work in a corporate lifestyle. Yeah. It, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, there's like for those of you who are in the South, because I know a lot of people, a lot of my listeners are from the South because I'm from the South and I started this podcast in the South. When you come up north and you go to like a Walmart or the mall, everybody looks different. Like down South, it's like you see a black person, you know, there's one, there's one, but everybody's white. When you come, <laughs> when you come up here, like even where I teach, like it's black and brown. My whole school is black and brown. Like when I see a white kid, I'm like, oh, are you okay? Like, <laughs> they even look around like, dang. But I love that. I love the diversity. So when you said melting pot, it just brought me back to my days of uh, just going to school in Philly, man. I just remember those days looking around the classroom like, dang, there's a lot of people that look like me up in here. Yeah. Um, it, it's beautiful. And also, teach, like, I was able to understand the world faster because sometimes you're stuck in one kind of surrounding and then you go to college and it's brand new it's kind of late to kind of find yourself, understand where you are in the world. So I'm, I'm really grateful for where I was at. I'm with you. I'm, same here, man. Same here. It just makes you sharper. Like they serious. When they say life is faster up North, they live faster. You do, you got to adapt, you got to change and you're exposed to so many cultures and so many different people. It really helps sharpen your skills. So you mentioned, man, you, do you have my notes? Like every time you say something, it leads into the next question. So you played sports in college. Mm-hmm. Why was it baseball versus anything else? Um, because you know I was I looked Dominican. So because <laughs> 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 like, like, we're all right, for example, mm-hmm. I went to Seton Hall Prep. I was the only black kid in the program until my junior year. Dang. And this kid John Nori came. So I was always, people were like, oh, like, are you, you look Dominican, are you, I'm like, yeah, I might as well be, like, that's, that's, that's really what it came down to, but, like, honestly, I think it was just me, just the act of hitting a baseball, mm-hmm. I think just being able to be stressed out, but then go to the plate and take out all that frustration by hitting the baseball, I think that's really what made me like love the sport of baseball the most got any memorable moments from your uh sports days yeah i have a lot what are you trying to hear (laughs) give me a a story of success give me one of your your favorite success stories all right so my junior year 
like late junior year, I got hurt. I got plantar fasciitis. Oof. So I couldn't really do anything, right? And I have flat feet. So if anyone that has flat feet knows the pain of lower back pain. Yes. Well, I'm sure so, so you're feeling it like you're doing the program right now. Yeah. So you start to feel it. So back then we didn't know what rolling myofascial rolling out the feet. I didn't have any of that. So now I come my senior year, come back. I'm doing well. My coach is like, yeah, I didn't expect you to do this well. So he cut me. What? Yeah, he cut me. Then I went over to do javelin for a year. Mm. <laughs> Just to do something active. <laughs> yeah. I got all stayed in that, thank God. And then during that summer, basically, I baseball, like, you would go to, like, AAU tournaments. So I just did so many AAU tournaments. And that's how I got my, like, scholarship to Penn State, honestly. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Well, he said I didn't expect you to do so well and then cut you. That don't go together. Bro, it's just the politics in baseball is crazy. And I think I was the only black person in the program, so. Yeah. You know, and when you go to, like, a private school, too, like, sometimes you're also dealing with people that donate mm -hmm. to the program. So if someone is giving 25K to the program, right? Yeah. You're yeah. going to cut the, the kid that is not donating at all. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it, it is, it's sad that that happens in sports. But the good thing about kids these days, they have TikTok, they have Instagram, they could create their own reels and they could just showcase their skills. So they don't really have to deal with the politics like I had to growing up. Yeah, the, the internet and the, these social media platforms have really opened the door for people to really showcase their skills and talents. Um, I'm very thankful for it. Got a podcast out of it, among other things. Um, that's just, yeah. I could imagine, man, when you say politics, um, I have a question for you. I have no idea, and I've always wondered this, because I've seen baseball players' salaries, and I'm like, where is this money coming from? Because I don't... My brain can't process it because I'm so NFL, NBA, and that's in your face all the time. And you see the merch and you see people talking about it. You see the video games. And you would think that that's where all the money is. But when you look at baseball player salaries, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm calculating. I'm like, how many hot dogs, jerseys, how many people in the seats? How much is a baseball ticket? Like, do you know where all that money comes from? Yeah. So think about it. You, where where you're at now is a Braves, right? Would be the closest stadium to you? No, I'm in uh, I'm in I'm in uh, Northern Virginia, so Washington. Washington, go to a game. I guarantee you, it's almost sold out every time. Mm. Believe it or not, you know what I'm saying? Like baseball is America. They always say baseball is America's favorite pastime. Yeah, like. I feel like just growing up in the suburbs, like that's just a thing that you kind of do, you know, like going to the baseball game. So I feel like tickets are always there. Then you got to think about marketing. Yeah. And that, that's the name of the game, market. Yeah. That's just interesting to me, man. Their, their salaries are ridiculous. Like, I might guarantee too, unlike football. Oh, oof. Yeah, football, that's. Football makes me a little sad because I'm like, they put their life on the line and they don't even beat, they don't really play that long. Nah, it, and it, it's hard. And then not only that, you're competing against other guys that are, are just as good as you. And one injury 
can set you back your whole career if you really think about it. So it's like, and then the, just the injections they take, like, for, it's not, I got boys that play, I, I, I'm shout out to them, but like, it's a, it's really a hard, hard business. Yeah. Because they don't really get breaks, bro. Yeah, they don't, man. I, I remember, um, oh, what's the running back? I think his name was Ricky Waters. They used to play for the Dolphins, man. They used, he said he couldn't move after games because they used to have him run the ball so much. He was like, I couldn't even pick up my cell phone. Like, I'd just be home soaking. And, like, I couldn't even reach over to pick up my cell phone because I'm that sore. And I'm just like, sheesh. That's why Debo wants to leave uh, San Fran. They're running him into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to knock your head off on that field, man. Shout out to all the athletes out there, man. Y'all be safe. Take care of yourselves, man. Take care of your health. And I wish y'all the best. Thank you for what y'all do on the field, you know, providing us with entertainment through your physical abilities. I appreciate y'all. So thank you for that. When did you discover acting? Since I was a kid. Um, so in Catholic schools, like where I was raised, like I would, there was always like a, either a church play or school play. I was always in it. I always got in trouble in class for acting out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've, I've always been an actor. My teachers actually told my mom to put me into it, but my mom was just really strict. All she cared about was education. You're going to do this. You're going to be a doctor. No. Oh, yeah. You know, the, Af- the African traditional ways. So <laughs> that's what that's why that's what we did. And then when I got to Penn State, um, I actually got hurt from baseball. Mm. And acting was honestly my therapy, man. Like I was really upset, depressed. I actually took like a whole semester off mm. just to get my head right because I. Like baseball was all I knew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now I was able to take those emotions and put it into characters and I haven't looked back since. That that's what's up, man. I, I took a couple theater classes in college and I got a little taste of that world. And when I, I went to a conference in Alabama, uh no, where were we? We were Alabama or Kentucky, one of them places, somewhere. And I just saw how serious everybody was, and they were doing auditions, and I, I was, it was so dope, and I got to see some monologues and stuff like that, and it was just like, wow, these people are really living out their dream, really trying to get this done. Um, and I got to meet a couple people that were in commercials and things of that nature, so I know that world must be very exciting for you. What's your favorite part about the world of acting? New challenges. It never is the same. Like, even if it's, like, I book a similar role, there's something different about it. Mm -hmm. So it makes me, I feel like, expand as a person to understand people on a deeper level. And I think that's what I really love about it. What's your your favorite role that you've played so far? So far, I would say with myself. Uh, Tim Post Reduction should be coming out later this year. Okay. Um, I was more like a boyfriend. Um, I just had more room to be myself, I, I would say. Like the Leonardo Cabucci, great director. Um, he just gave me the freedom to like run with the script, and that's what I really loved, where I could bring my own flavors to it. Because sometimes, you know, a director sees it a certain way, so you have to put it in that particular way mm-hmm. and the choice that you choose for the character doesn't always match up so you know you just, it's just um 
How do I say this? Being a team player. Ah. That's, that's the best way. Yeah. I could imagine that that that's very important, especially when you have creative people. And it's like, well, I want to express my creativity. Well, I want to express my creativity. Well, this is my vision. Well, this is my vision. So I know, you know, that's great that you're able that you found someone that's letting you do that and y'all can kind of mesh. That's really dope, man. Look forward to that, man. You got to keep in touch because we definitely want to promote this that. One, this one's going to be heat. Okay. You're going to love it. What, what can you tell us about it? What can you tell us about it? So I'm a grimy boyfriend, you know, for the streets. <laughs> 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 I can't stay faithful. I love these apps and my girlfriend finds out and breaks up with me right before COVID and the lockdown happens. So mm. she goes into quarantine trying to find who she is as a person, who she is sexually, how she envisions herself and her future. And it takes you through a journey of whole quarantine life. And you know, something happens at the end that I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm already interested. Lot. Yeah, it's good. You'll love it. I will love it. I, I went I actually went through something like that. But it was the it was her, it wasn't me. So <laughs> at the beginning of COVID. Crazy. I'm sorry, bro. No, it was a good thing. I'm glad it happened. <laughs> I'm glad I found out before I took other steps and took the relationship to the next level. That's important. That's important. <laughs> Seriously. Oh yeah. I feel like COVID COVID really made or broke relationships. And it was, and I think at the end of the day it's for the best. Yeah, for sure. One of one of my prayers that I pray is, Lord, remove anyone or anything that is an obstacle that is stopping me for what what you have in store for me, and that's stopping me from reaching my goals, whether I understand it or not. Amen. Amen. It came out the blue too. I it just came out the blue, but I was just like, all right, people was calling to check on me. I'm like, I'm good. You know, I sulked for like a day, but I'm like, yo. I I literally asked for this, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't get mad. It's like I asked for this, uh, and it saved me a lot of money. <laughs> Let me tell you, because <laughs> that ring would have been ooh. Mm. No, but now <laughs> I bought podcast equipment instead. So hey, see, now you're investing in yourself. I love it. Exactly. Now I have famous people on my podcast like you. <laughs> Yo, so, okay, you wear a lot of hats. Actor, director, producer, artist, management. Do you have one that you prefer over the others? Um, Always anything film. I feel like film and music are just connected, right? Mm. Um, music sets the tone for any scene. So I feel like in this world I'm in right now, I'm just kind of just advancing and enhancing my my skills that I have, right? Because I feel like once I came to LA, everyone's an actor. You could go down the street, someone's been in something. So what was going to separate me from other people? Yeah. And as an artist, I was just, all right, I want to start directing, I want to start reviews, I want to see things from behind the camera. So now I just want to be a whole some artist instead of just one-sided. So I have a friend who's out where you are. She's been on the podcast. Shout out to Paisley. What was your transition like from? So was it? Did you go from straight from? You went to Penn State, right? Yeah. So you went straight from Penn State to LA, or what? How did that transition happen? So I went from Penn State back home. Um, I was 
figuring out what I wanted to do. I didn't even go into acting until like a year after, professionally, a year after I graduated. Mm. So then I was just doing the commercial, you know, one-liners here and there in New York. And I'm very competitive. I wanted to do bigger stuff. So that's why I moved out here from Jersey and New York. Did those price, what, oh shoot, you were in New York. So LA, I guess the prices didn't really shock you that much. Nah, I said, honestly, I feel like New York is more expensive just because produce, I'll say produce, your rent to your space is like, at least here, like it's still the same price, but you get more room for your buck out here. Mm -hmm. And then the only thing, geez, there's gas out here. Long. <laughs> How much is your gas right now? Oh man, I seen I saw eight the other day. I said, my goodness. I should start walking again. <laughs> <laughs> Time capsule moments. Those of you who are listening, it is Friday, June 10th, 2022. And you heard it here. Now I'm in Northern Virginia. Gas is about five dollars here a gallon. Don't complain. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I am not complaining. I just got my car back a month ago from getting fixed, and I put like $80 in it to fill up. I haven't had to put gas in it yet. Thank God I literally live 10 minutes from work. But yeah, and I need, and I, um, I got Sam's and Costco and all that. Their gas is a little cheaper, but woof, that gas is serious. $8? It makes sense, though, because I think in 2035, um, they made a rule that there should be no like gas cars here in LA. So, I mean, they, I guess they got, they got, they got to rise these prices. Until 2035, it's going to be rough. Yeah. I mean, why don't switch to the E? Yeah, let's switch to E, man. Shoot. Let's get some reliable E cars, but geez, eight dollars. I don't even want to do the math because I know I got about a 16 gallon tank. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, shout out to everybody going through the gas struggle. I love y'all. Y'all will be all right. Carpooling is cool. Carpooling is cool. I remember when gas was like a dollar seventy back in the day, man. God, eight dollars. Okay. Ooh. Um. So this is a question. I, I this is a personal question. I know a question people have about the entertainment industry in in general. And please share whatever you can. So how did you tackle, like, the business side of things? Because, like, you know, people always talk about, well, you have bigger artists at times, and people talk about their horror stories, like contracts and getting screwed over, this, that, and the third. How do you navigate that? On uh, what side? Oh, goodness. Uh, let's go with the acting side first, and then tell us about the directing side. So acting side is you kind of have to have reps, right? Agents or a manager mm -hmm. that kind of should handle that type of business because it's a thin line you kind of have to play sometimes where it's like, say I'm independent, right? I don't mm -hmm. have any agent or manager. I booked the job myself and they tell me, okay, here's your rate. I'm not going to try to argue that because I just want the role. You get what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah. Now, now, if you have someone that is representing you and is like, okay, hold on here. This is a little low. Let's pump it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're able to negotiate that way. And then now it's not on you. It's just your team is, I've seen so many people lose 
I was on set one time and literally they had to stop set because a manager was arguing with the production team mm. about rates just because of a, a way a scene went. And then that person was not on the show the next next episode. Oh. That quick. <laughs> so it's uh it's you really it's really like it's a thin line you gotta really play with. Like it's not I would for me, I just like to work. So mm-hmm. I was just tell them like if it's fair, I'm like, all right, let's just work, man. Just chill. Don't be greedy. Yeah. More on the next one. More on the next one, yeah. Because I, I assume, you know, the more roles you get, you know, the more you build your resume, the better that makes it, that makes you look to people when you go for new auditions, no? Yeah, of course. And it's just, if you love it, the money doesn't really matter, right? Like, True. at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter. Just make sure you don't have... uh teams that are too greedy yeah that can end up messing you up as well gotta have the right team y'all he just dropped a nugget on y'all i just want to say that you know when you do what you love and i know some people like what i want to get paid yo i don't make any money off this podcast y'all and now this is episode i'm over 230 episodes i will be making money soon but (laughs) i do this because i love it and this is genuinely fun i'm gonna podcast forever like i picked up very many things along my path in life but like this is something i don't see myself ever stopping this because this is too fun and i actually love it so i definitely felt that one so what about the directing side so like okay so as a director what are what are your responsibilities as far as like just everybody do you are you responsible for assembling that whole crew or is it still like a team effort yeah, you can you can use your team. It just depends on what like the production um, has, but usually you you choose your production team, um, and basically on set you're the boss, because then off set you have to talk to the produ- main producers of whatever project that you're directing and make sure their vision you're aligned with their vision because if you don't give them what they want. You're not going direct again. Like it's just mm. that simple, you know. Oof, thin line, huh? Yeah, it's a lot of thin lines, but also it's just when you're good at what you do, people respect you, and then it just it goes from there. Music is oh my god, that's a whole different. <laughs> yeah, 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 music. <laughs> what do you what do you do in the music world? You think you think you think acting was bad? <laughs> oh, I was in the music industry, and oh. I know. I actually had a song go viral. Well, hey, let's get it. Our label had a song go viral. Year this was two thousand six, seven ish. Yeah, it didn't work out in the end, but um, we didn't. If we would have had the technology and the TikToks and the Instagram back then, I probably would be rich, honestly. Um, but we didn't have that. We were like. We were the ones who kind of helped set the stage for the people now, actually. So what type of music? So it was like the Southern Snap music. We had, I don't know what I don't know if you remember the Crank That era. Where everyone had a Crank That song, like Crank That Soldier Boy, Crank That Batman. We had one too, um, and it went. 
You know what I'm saying? But nah, I gotta listen to this now, bro. Hold on. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> what <are> you? <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. After the show, I'll, I'll point you. <laughs> I'll point you in the direction of it. <laughs> yeah, it went, man. Like it's funny too because every I don't know where it is on Facebook, but we have a Facebook page. We made a Facebook page, and at least twice a year, I get. Someone will share the music video. Oh my God, it's horrible. They share the music video. I'm like, yo, y'all remember this old school joint? And I'm like, and it's because I was like a manager of the page, it always sends to me on Facebook. And I'm just like, oh my God, man, don't remind me of all that money we spent and made nothing back. But yeah, I'll, I'll share it with you. Lesson, lesson, lesson learned, though. It's not a failure. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lesson learned, for sure. I mean, it's helped me get to where I am today and I deal with people a lot differently. I, I really understand the business and friendship separation on a whole nother level and having your paperwork together is, is very important. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> paperwork for sure. Paperwork. I'd be telling people that I'm like, and if someone doesn't want to sign the paperwork or do paperwork, run. That's a sign, yeah. Right then and there. <laughs> Yo, okay. Oh, you already answered this. Okay. Physical fitness seems to be important to you based off of what I've seen on your Instagram. That's like on the forefront. What's your journey like been like with physical fitness? I mean, you've talked about your, you know, I'll say career as an athlete and some dealing with some of the injuries. So I know you know how important health is. So where are you right now in your health journey? Right now, um, cutting weight i went on uh got you know i got bored sometimes i get bored with um just working out like lifting weights for example because i've done it so much that sometimes i'm just like i need something new mm-hmm. so now i play a lot of soccer i'm playing baseball um i'm trying to i want i want to play more basketball i just don't have time right now mm-hmm. but I just I'm just trying to cross train. That's what I'm doing right now, and then um, increasing my cardio. Is Lord, I don't run as much as I used to. I hate cardio. And these pounds stay on a little more now than no. they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. I'm I'll be 38 this year. Trust me, I know. That's why I'm like I'm getting. Not like, look 38. Yeah, I know. Let's get it. <laughs> it don't, man. Yeah. You know, I, I try to take care of myself. But yeah, this is my fitness journey is a lifestyle change for me. Like, I'm like, I need to do this moving forward. Like, I'm looking at these meal plans and I'm like, all right, you know, when I'm done with the program, I can eat bad maybe twice a week, maybe three times a week. But I, I need to go to the gym and I need to eat right because you're right, man. Them pounds, like, it used to melt off me. Now they're kind of like, nah, we sticking around, bro. I'm like, shoot. Mm-mm. We also don't move as much as we used to. Think about it, like, you know, like work-wise, like you're sedentary the majority of the time. So as kids, at least you were, if it wasn't recess, like after school, you was running, doing something. Yep. I remember I was always playing as a kid. Yep. Always. I ate so much, but like I couldn't do anything because I was always exercising. Yep. Now it's like I exercise one hour, two hours max, and then I expect to have the same. It's not going to happen when you, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Portion control. Oh my gosh, man. I hate portion control, but my body is kind of 
I'm getting used to it, but yeah, that's that's my weakness. And I have a really bad sweet tooth. Like my cheat meal tomorrow is gonna be so serious. I cannot wait to have what these chicken and I'm I'm having chicken and waffles. Huh? You said what? <laughs> Listen, I made a little concoction over there. So you know I know you've been on flights. You know the biscoff cookies they give you on the flights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have cookie butter made out of that. So I bought some of that. I mixed it with some vodka and some syrup, stirred it up, and I'm gonna have chicken and waffles, and I'm gonna put that on my chicken and waffles tomorrow. I'm gonna have that for brunch. Okay, I see. You said I'm not going out. I'm gonna make it myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going out. Inflation. Ooh, mm-mm. I went to I, I went to IHOP a couple weeks ago with my girl, and I just got some pancakes to go so I could eat for breakfast for work. Them Johns was like seven fifty for three pancakes. I'm like, I got a box of mix at home. Jeez. Yeah, inflation is real. Mm-mm. I seen I seen a meme the other day that says, uh, "We've been inside for two years. It's the first summer out, you're spending five hundred <laughs> Yo, yes, this summer, this summer will test everyone's financial savviness, y'all, because this is like the first summer people can go out, out, yeah, and uh, yeah. Mm-mm. Good luck to y'all. <laughs> Good luck to y'all out there. <laughs> Watch the bank accounts. Shit. Okay. Um. So you've done a lot of things. What is what have you done this far that you're the most proud of? Whether that be acting, directing, music. Uh this year I'd say directing, just because it was my directorial debut. Um. It was just- I've always saw myself doing it, mm-hmm. but just the act that I've got it done. And I also have others lined up um, about to shoot. So I think I've tapped into that side of my artistry and I just want to keep going. That's it, man. Okay. Learn, grow, make mistakes, grow, 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 catch an L, grow, grow, grow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh That's yeah. Fun. Y'all listening? Are y'all listening? So this brother is telling you about his journey. and You keep hearing him say, grow, learn, grow, learn. Do not get caught up in the social media thing where people make you think you can just get it overnight. It just happens. It's all perfect. It's all glamorous. You know, you got all the money, the cars, the house, all these beautiful things. And they, they make it look so easy. And they wrap it in these pretty packages. But nobody shows you the ugly side. Nobody talks to you about the ugly side. That's what I love about having guests. <laughs> the ugly side is real. But, you know, when you look back on it, it's what helps make you into who you are when you do reach the level that you're trying to get to. So, okay. Your inspiration, your mom. Tell us about your mom. Rest her soul. Um, she was the hardest working woman I've ever seen in my life. She made me disciplined the reason why i am i had to stay focused literally so (laughs) funny story i couldn't unless i had to do my chores by a certain time on saturday right i would have double headers for baseball saturday and sunday Mm -hmm. i remember one time i didn't do my chores you think i went to that game no she pulled you from the games i didn't even leave the house (laughs) she was calling my landline at the time my mom answers um i'm sorry but he didn't do his chores <laughs> hung up <laughs> <laughs> i didn't hung up on the coach yeah that's that's 
the type of mom my mom was. So like at a young age, I learned like, all right, you gotta hit these targets. If you don't hit them, there's consequences. Yeah. And then I've been living my life like that ever since. That's very real. Yeah. I don't think that that happened to me. I did get my ass whooped, but you know, I don't think. Yeah, because I didn't play any sports growing up. But, yeah, I learned quick. And I had an older brother. So I would watch him mess up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So I had a cheat code. <laughs> I'd be like, ooh. <laughs> That's why they be hitting the younger brothers, because you just, you're smarter. You learn. Right. You learn. It wasn't that they treated me better or, or, or quote, unquote, super differently. I just looked at you mess up and say, nah, I'm not doing that. That don't look fun. <laughs> So you you mentioned now as we're laughing. So you also talked about some of your other inspirations: Jamie Fox, Martin Lawrence, Sidney Portier, Bernie Mac. And um, have you did you have a chance to did, have you met any of them? And tell me about you know how those people inspired you. Like Jamie <laughs> Jamie Fox is so hilarious to me, man. Bro, Love Jamie Fox. He's so talented. I, yeah. I don't even think like he gets his flowers enough. He don't. Because for me, like from a theatrical side, the fact that he's able to not just stay in one lane, like he's himself, he can be serious, comedic, like action, whatever. Like, look what he's doing with the Tyson thing right now. Like, Bro, like he's 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 a he's he's a huge inspiration. I I can't wait to meet him. I I pray I could do a, a project with him for real, for real. He's probably on top of my list because I used to watch the Jimmy Fox show growing up. Same, same. That you know, as I got older, I realized how much talent and how much of a blessing that show was because before the Jamie Foxx show came out, I never heard of him. Like, all the other comedians I knew. But I'm like, yo, who, how does guy get a whole, like, people wasn't even getting TV shows like that, especially not black people. And he and they ran for a good minute. I think they had, like, five or six seasons. And it was a good show. And Martin followed. And Bernie Mac followed, too. See? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Jamie Foxx show, man. That dude, he opened up a lot of doors, and <laughs> but he really just so dang stupid, yo. <laughs> him and him and going after that fancy in Braxton. Oh my god! <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh my god! And he's not the. And the funny thing is, he's still the same. If you look at him, like he's still the same, and I love that. Yes. He's he's young. I want to stay young like that. Yeah, yeah, I love how he just breaks out into impressions too, man. That junk is hilarious. Oh, man. Okay, so I <laughs> only got a couple more questions, man. I'm not going to continue to hold you up. And thank you again for just continuing to share, being open. So you do a lot of work, doing all this athletic stuff. And I know, um, you know, your the industries that you're in bring about a lot of pressure. So what do you do? For self-care what does self-care look like for you um meditation my meditation is just reading my bible praying um watching like spiritual uh even like joel Osteen, tj jakes mm-hmm. um then i also have like i listen to like sounds at night like I have one for like my throat chakra, obviously 
since I'm always speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, just mentality, calming, soothing. Um, just because I don't really sleep a lot. So, like, I just need these sounds to put me kind of into REM. Mm-hmm. And then when I wake up, I'm fresh. Nice, nice. Send me some of them links. Send me some of them links. Uh, <laughs> I need, I have trouble sleeping sometimes. Um, what do you want? Apple Music. Yeah. My brain, my brain doesn't know how to stop. And I have a lot of things going personally. And a lot of my friends that I'm connected to have a lot of things going on. And we always throw stuff on. Like it's, it's very normal for me to pop up at 1 a.m., take out my phone and start putting notes in it because I have an idea. Or something I've been working on. I'm like, oh, I should do that. And I'll get up. And before I know it, two and a half hours have gone by. And I'm me putting notes in my phone and obsessing over something. So I need to learn how to relax and rest. Because I am not a believer in sleep is for suckers. And don't sleep your life away. No, I need my sleep. Because I can't function if I'm not well rested. Sleep's important. It's very important. Um, but honestly, from a creative side, it's, it's great that you do that. Because... Um, I started to do that as well. Whenever I have ideas, I just write it into my notes because think about how many ideas that you've had in the past that you never wrote down. Mm-hmm. You don't ever remember it quite the same, even nope. if you think you will. So that first spot of spontaneity, you got to take advantage of it when you get it and then go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely got to get some sleep. All right, I need to get a little, little personal, little personal, man. How, how's your love life, man? Do you have to balance any romance right now? Hmm. I like where this is going. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned the movie coming out, so you know. I'm uh, single, but me talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um. Nah. Uh. I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I'm talking. I'm probably, probably gonna lock down soon. Okay. Soon, soon. But yeah, I'm, I'm calm though. I'm all about work. Yeah. Do they understand that? Do you think they're gonna be ready for, for what you about to bring as far as that lifestyle? Yeah, honestly, just picking the right person for you, especially being in the entertainment industry, is very important. You see how many celebrities relationships don't work out and whatnot just because of schedules it's more just being able to understand your partner's vision goals not to be selfish let them shine too and just work together to be one instead of two separate i think that's a problem with our generation to be honest man i i i I feel like, yeah, this is this is a this is a legit connection right here, man. I literally was just talking about that on the last podcast. This whole get it out the mud, self made, blah blah blah. Like that's cool, but I'm like, do y'all realize how much easier it is when you work with someone and you work with a network of people to get to the next level? Like, it, it's it's mind boggling. Like work with the people that you have. Like it's it's because once you get there. That's it. You know what I'm saying? You've you've made it. So if you have an easier path to get to where you want to be, why would you go? <laughs> why would you choose to do it the hard way? I don't, I don't understand, man. But yeah, we do need to work together. Social media, the grass looks greener on the other side. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. You get you're getting some love here, some love here, and you're like, man, 
keep playing with me. Options, you know, like that's yeah. But that's the mindset people have. Seriously, but you just have to know what you want and then go after it. That's just it's just focus at the end. Yeah, find out who's in line with you, man, and have conversations with people and really talk to people and get to know people, man. Like, stop having these surface level conversations, and you'll find out who's who and what's what. And then uh, DMX said this on a podcast. Um, I think it was Drink Champs, but he was like, "Trust people to be exactly who they are." You know, do you know the types of friends that are out there? All the different types of friends. The one who tells lies for no reason. The ladies' man. Uh, the 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 guy who was always balling. The person we don't know if he really got a job or not, but he got a house and a car. And we don't know how. Like all that stuff. Like trust them to be exactly who they are, and go from there, man. So <laughs> yeah, that's all you could really do. All right, my last two questions for you. Well, actually, not even questions. No, yeah, they are questions. What do you need to promote next, right now? What do you need to talk about? What do people? Where do pe- where can people find you? What do they need to see? And I'm gonna pull all these links in the description as well. So right now, I'm gonna shout my artist out. At it's Mary Monty. She has an EP coming out called Dirty Pop. Okay. I'm gonna direct more projects on that as well. My other artist, Cheeky Cheesy, he has an EP coming out as well. I'm going to direct on those projects as well. So those are where you'll probably see me um, the quickest. And then obviously I have two films in post-production with myself and Rocky's Galaxy. Um, and hopefully those will be on VOD. You can find me on any social media at Giorgio Lano. That's J-O-R-G-I-O-B-L-A-M-O. And then, yeah, look at my MVB. If you want to stay updated on the projects that I'm working on whatnot, they usually update that pretty quickly. So, yeah, man, I'm just grinding, hustling, doing the same thing, just trying to get better day by day. That's it. Excellent. Excellent. Y'all make sure y'all check. Excuse me. Make sure you check those links in the description and follow this brother man and cheer him on and encourage him um we want to see you win want to see you make it to the next level whatever that means <laughs> want, you, want you to have it all so for the up and coming actor director manager artist what words of wisdom do you have for them right now they're listening right now they could be listening today, tomorrow, five years from now, ten years from now. What do you have to say to them? Whatever you want to do, just do it. Don't wait. Don't ask your friends. Don't ask your family. They're just going to tell you no, and it's going to delay your process. Believe in yourself. Get after it. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped, y'all. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. I love it. You got to go after your goals. Be smooth style, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for y'all. George A., thank you for joining us, man, and sharing your journey. This is not our last conversation. I like to check in with people every six to 12. Well, I'll check in with you personally, but like interview-wise, I like to interview you know, guests every six to 12 months, check in to see what's happening, especially when your projects drop, because we want to help you promote that. Um, and we can put it on, we can even promote it on our website. You know what I'm saying? At no cost, by the way. 
Um, and I said that on a recorded line. <laughs> because that's I'm all about, you know, my big thing right now is connecting people, man. Anything I can do to help, I would love to be able to help because I want to see people who look like me win. Win. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. Y'all already know, like, share, subscribe, FME underscore podcast on Instagram from my experience podcast on Facebook. Website coming soon, www.fmepodcast.com. Coming soon. July 1 is the goal. All right. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace.